Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Week four is upon us here. The NFL season rolls on. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000, here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., 8 to 9, 312 332 3776. If you want to get in, I always recommend go ahead and dial us up early so that I have a chance to get to your phone call because as the show progresses, it becomes more and more difficult to get through as you would expect. All right, at Jeff underscore Meller as well on Twitter, that's M E L L E R. Let's get things going. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with first and ten. All right, here we go. First and foremost, probably the most important thing that has hit the fantasy football world over the last, I'd say, the last 12 hours or so is what's taking up all the headlines around the league. And that, of course, is the storyline. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady heading back to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. And what we have here is a pretty big blow to Tom Brady's weapons. The clock at one. Brady blitzes coming, sees it, goes the other way. He's got a catch, it's caught, and he's in for the touchdown. All right, so Rob Gronkowski, we got word yesterday afternoon, maybe late last night. Trying, I don't know the timeline exactly, but it's irrelevant. Gronk did not make the trip to New England, and so he will not be on hand to help her watch Tom Brady break the all-time passing yards tonight. And he does indeed have two fractured ribs that are expected to sideline him for weeks. Pretty big blow. You know already you cannot start him. So the question becomes, where do you turn to? Plenty of tight end options out there got someone like uh, Dalton Schultz who probably was snagged if your waivers ran but if you're in a more shallow league it's possible he is still out there Dawson Knox in that Buffalo Bills passing offense is a decent alternative to turn to with Josh Allen flinging him the pill and I'd even mention someone like you know if you're really desperate if it's a deep deep league someone like OJ Howard who we know has an immense amount of talent and a lot of skills could be somebody who's next in line to see a big big bump in numbers now that Gronk is going to be gone for a couple weeks. So those are some of the names that I would consider right now if you are a Rob Gronkowski owner and have been uh, really reaping the benefits of his good start so far this year. All right, now, in Tennessee, we've got a mess on our hands with the wide receiver situation. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are both going to be out today which means that we're all going to have to learn this man's name. Tannehill. There's Westbrook Akina at the five. 
Nick Westbrook Akina. There you go. He is likely to see the biggest production bump now that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both going to be out this week. Westbrook Akina, uh, the Indiana alum, if you're in a deeper league again, I, I'm not starting him this week, but I think he's certainly worth adding because we're going to have to monitor the hamstring injuries of both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones all year, and somebody in that offense is likely to be productive. Westbrook Aquina, with the size that he brings, is probably the most likely. He was pretty solid last week. Four catches, 53 yards, and that touchdown. So he's somebody who is worth, I think, adding in 12 team leagues and deeper because he could have a significant jump and roll for the next couple weeks. So that is the man to turn to if you're a desperate Julio Jones or A.J. Brown owner. And I will say, even though I don't love the idea, if you are hard up for options, I could see myself starting him in the right situation with some uh, depleted options so far this week. Oh, we all do, George Kittle. George Kittle, good news. He was He's going to be listed as questionable due to the calf injury that he's been dealing with, but he returned to practice finally on Friday. And per Adam Schefter, according to a source, he will play. So we already have the you know somewhat definitive news from Adam Schefter that uh, George Kittle will play. And that is big because Kittle, obviously, with a 3 o'clock game, making it a little bit more difficult to turn to some alternatives in case he cannot go. But when Schefter, when Schefter tells you, you know, when he doesn't even say, you know, it's going to be determined on pregame or it's a game time decision, when he comes out and says from his sources that he will play, I think that's very encouraging news. So I would go ahead and use George Kittle if you are a Kittle owner. Go Bears! Thank you, George. We all agree on that one. Another 49er, not good news for him, Elijah Mitchell. He is going to likely miss the game. He actually, I'm sorry, he will be out according to Schefter. So he's going to be listed as questionable, but that is somebody who you're not going to be able to rely on. Not that you necessarily would even be considering it at this point, which means Trey Sermon, maybe Kyle Juszczyk will be the two running backs who are likely to see the biggest increase in touches. I can't really recommend using either if I had to. I, I don't know how you could count on what you check got last week in terms of touches. So if anything, Sermon is the guy who you would probably use, but you don't feel great about that considering that if you watched any of the game last week and you saw that you know you went for 31 yards on 10 carries, but you saw there were definitely some issues. Didn't seem like he completely had down the pass blocking options. That's why he wasn't in there much. So Trey Sermon, even though the future hopefully will be bright, right now I cannot recommend using him unless you're in the absolute most desperate situations here. All right, moving on to another issue that some folks out there are dealing with, a Monday night dilemma. This guy's a football player. Of course he is, John Gruden. And that, of course, is Josh Jacobs, who is dealing with what is listed as an ankle injury, but I've also... I also remember in week one, the broadcast talking about turf toe. So whether or not they're messing around with the injury report and being completely forthright, hard to know exactly. But what do you do with Josh Jacobs? Unless you have Peyton Barber, I don't think you can hold out and wait on Josh Jacobs. Unfortunately, he seems like he's going to play. But if you don't have Peyton Barber, I hate the idea of waiting until Monday night and taking that zero and being in a desperate situation. So... And with the nature of the potential of a possible turf toe or even an ankle injury, I'm perfectly fine waiting 
seeing him look good on the field before I use him in a situation where I might have to take a zero anyway. So for my personal use, I do have Josh Jacobs in one league. I am waiting this week. I'm going to watch him play and make sure that he is completely back before I go ahead and plug him into my lineup. And I and actually in that league, I do have Peyton Barber, but I'm still going to wait and uh, turn to because the problem is even if Josh Jacobs does go out there and starts sometimes with, you know, lower leg injuries i'm a little bit concerned about the re-injury prospect so for me personally i'm holding off on josh jacobs unless you're completely you know diluted with your running back options i'm going to wait on josh jacobs there roethlisberger the quarterback was all hug it chug it football all night oh boy it is a rough watch right now in pittsburgh Chase Claypool is out already with the hamstring injury, but the good news is Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are both going to play today. Unfortunately, Ben Roethlisberger is the man who's throwing them the football, and if you've watched any of the Steelers games so far this season, it really looks like the game has finally passed him by. Just not the same player. There was a video last Sunday on 4th and, I don't know if it was more than 10, but it was definitely 4th and 10. I feel like it was 4th and fourteen where Ben Roethlisberger completely bailed out and just dumps the ball off to Najee Harris. And if you're a Najee Harris owner, I've been pumping him up all season about his talent and my hope for him to be better. He got you 14 receptions last week, which in a PPR format is phenomenal. But the yardage that came along with it was certainly pedestrian. And the problem was when Ben Roethlisberger is dumping the ball out to Najee Harris on 4th and fourteen. And basically with no real chance of picking up the first down, you have to wonder what the future holds for the Steelers passing offense. I'm not very encouraged. So even though Deontay Johnson Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are both going to play this week, I would definitely try and stay away from them in uh, until I see Ben look a little bit more like an actual NFL quarterback because the last three weeks have not been encouraging. Barnage motions to the right. Here's Campbell, first down, looking, throwing. Gordon caught it. He's at the 35-40, 45-50. Here he goes, 35-30. Bye-bye, Gordon. Touchdown. All right. So now you've probably figured out that that's a Josh Gordon highlight, but the key there was to hear the first two names in that highlight. Barnage, that would be Gary, and Campbell, that would be Jason, former Bears backup quarterback Jason Campbell, which means that that highlight comes from 2013. Eight long years ago, my uh, young producer, Ch- uh, Tyler Aki, probably wasn't uh, even in college yet, back when Josh Gordon was actually a fantasy football factor, I have to imagine. Right, Tyler? Were you... Was no, that, that was a was that was that, a high school. I was good. That's yep. what I expected. Yeah. So young Tyler Aki was still in high school back when Josh Gordon was fantasy football relevant. He has, not, by now you know, signed with the Chiefs, which I will say, that was the only spot he could have landed where I would have said, okay, I have to actually consider this. So if you were fortunate enough, or again, I don't know if this is going to be fortunate enough because I'm still not completely sold. The problem with Josh Gordon for fantasy football purposes is it is going to be very difficult to ever trust starting him. He's a completely boomer bust player. So when he catches that long touchdown pass, you'll feel good. But part of the reason he was so dynamic back in 2013, the Cleveland Browns, just fed him the ball and let him go crazy. I believe he had a couple of 200-yard games back in that season. He was their only offensive weapon, and so he had a lot of touches. In Kansas City, even though the opportunity for big plays is going to be there, the occasional long touchdown with 
defenses having to focus so much, of course, on Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey or Kels. Josh Gordon, I think it's going to be very difficult to ever feel comfortable starting him. So if you're in a deeper league with large starting lineups, then maybe you can consider him in the flex option or if you even, you know, if it's a third or fourth wide receiver that you're starting, okay, I can understand swinging for the fences with him. But he's not playing today. Now, there was some encouraging news from Ian Rappaport that said he has impressed so much that he already may be active next week. So that's good news because as the fantasy football season progresses, I think the real question you have to ask yourself is, at what point will you actually feel comfortable starting Josh Gordon in your lineup? For me, that's going to take a few games of some production before I feel good about using him. So Josh Gordon, if he's available and you have the roster spot and you want to grab him, okay. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have a hard time seeing myself recommending using him until we get to at least week, you know, eight, nine, ten. And at that point, he'll have had to have a couple of good games before I really feel useful um, using him in a fantasy football format. All right, there you go. Those are the 10 most important things you need to be aware of this morning. 312-332-3776, your chance to have your lineup question answered. I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. And welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. I'm Jeff Meller. 312-332-3776. Lines are full right now, but if you hear somebody drop off, give us a call and we'll try and get you in before the show wraps at 9 o'clock. Remember, every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., 8 to 9, I will take your fantasy football questions. And then two hours before the Bears game, I will have the pregame show with Dion Miller for you. So this morning will be... Coming your way at 10 a.m. Talking a lot about, of course, Justin Fields getting his second career start, which I did not mention in the first segment, but I just assume you folks listening in Chicago probably already know that. So Justin Fields, fortunately, will get his second start. Hopefully it will be. It can't be worse, can it, right? It couldn't possibly be worse than what we saw last Sunday. But we'll talk plenty about the game at 10 o'clock. For now, though, let's talk to Ali, who's in Rogers Park. Thanks for waking up early this morning, Ali. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? Sorry for the background, Jeff. No worries. Uh, I had a, I had a running back. Ali. Yeah, sorry, I'm here. Um, I had a running back question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have Montgomery and Hubbard, or um, sorry, Montgomery Hubbard, um, Damian Harris, Tony Pollard, Fournette. And I picked up Lady Bell. I know I got a lot of running. Backs, and so you need two, two of those or three of those, Ali. Two of those. Two all of those, right, all right. I'm gonna hang on a second. I'm gonna put you on hold here. Make sure you attend to your crying children, Ali. I, I mean, I, I love the devotion and passion for fantasy football, but let's. Uh, you can. You're gonna have to multitask. He here, also right? has been on hold too for like he was there like half an hour before the show started. Yes. Yeah, so Sometimes I, you got to get in really early. Ali is a, a prime example of that. Listen, that's dedication. You want to win, win your fantasy football league. You got to set your priorities. You know, your kid wakes up. Listen, as a, as a parent of of twins who are now past the uh, early, you know, uh, ch- the infant stage, I can I remember the days back of waking up at Sunday morning at you know five thirty six a.m. with a crying child 
and just waiting for, you know, a show like this to come on. So, Ali, thanks for waking up early with us, uh, even though you were probably up early already. All right, so, Ali, I'm going to say you have to use David Montgomery and Chuba Hubbard in this situation. Of those six options he gave me, Pollard, Harris, and Fournette, you can't even consider Le'Veon Bell right now, but Pollard, Harris, and Fournette, all of them are in a bit more of a timeshare, you know, and, and granted, I'm bit, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, assuming that Chuba Hubbard is going to see the most carries there, but I think he's got the clearest path to a lot of touches. So that's the two you have to use this morning, Ali, and um, we can maybe reconsider next week after we see a week from Hubbard and somebody like uh, Damian Harris, who has a very difficult matchup against that Bucks run defense. It seems like... The Patriots, if they're going to have any real chance of winning this game, they're going to have to rely heavily on somebody like Damian Harris to carry the rock and, you know, try and play the time of possession game, keep the ball out of the Bucks' hands as much as possible. But it's going to be a difficult proposition against that Bucks run defense. So even though the game plan seems like it should go in that direction, I don't know if they're going to have much success. So when you have two good options like Montgomery and Hubbard, use them. Let's go on out to Mount Prospect and say good morning to our man, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I've got uh, a PPR league, uh, four four wide receivers, all about the same amount in terms of projection. I, I got Deontay Johnson, and I heard what you said, but at the same time, you know, Clay Poole is out, and Green Bay is going to put up at least 28 to 42 mm-hmm. points, and they're going to have to throw whether it's Ben or they replace him in the second uh, half or whatever. Sure. But I kind of like him. Michael Pittman at Miami. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis at home against Tennessee. Now, the problem with Corey Davis at home against Tennessee, that's good. if they score 30 points, I'll be shocked. It's going to be rushing, rushing, rushing without those two wide receivers for Tennessee. And then I got Ayuk, who's trending a little bit up at home versus Seattle. And that's going to probably be a shootout. So, I need two or four. So, Mike, let me make sure though. Like, um, but the, I hear what you're saying. You know, sometimes though, we get into a little bit of you know, we think we know exactly how it's going to play out, and things can go drastically different based on one possession early. So, I know what you're saying about Corey Davis and the Jets not having the ball much in Tennessee, but that wouldn't necessarily be a reason for I, for me to eliminate him. With Ayuk again, right now, I like the talents a lot, but I can't recommend using him right now until I see a little bit more from him. Now, he was a little more involved last week, so that's encouraging. But right now, the, the way the 49ers are spreading the ball around so much, I have a hard time saying go ahead and use Ayuk until we see you know, the the uh, the targets funneled a little more to, to just him and Debo and Kittle. It's kind of going everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so for those purposes, especially in the PPR format where you kind of need, you know, those targets to ensure that you have a decent uh, floor. So I, I'd stay away from my uke just yet. You're right. Deontay Johnson with Claypool out, even though I hate what I've seen from Ben in the PPR format, I think he's a safer play there. And then at this point, I'm still going to say I think I would use Corey Davis but if you're gun-shy because the last two weeks Zach Wilson has looked awful, I have no problem using Pittman. So I'm kind of hedging there. I'm kind of throwing, throwing it right back at you because I, I kind of feel like Corey Davis-Pittman, you know, it's flip a coin there. So the only right, guy, you're I right. Agree. Deontay, you talked it through, though. I think you're right about the Deontay Johnson situation. I was dismissive in the first segment about saying wanting to use Deontay Johnson. But like everything, you know, it's all... It's all based on what you have at your disposal. So you make a good point there, Mike. I can't completely rule out Deontay Johnson, especially in PPR formats. Let's go on out to Bridgeport and say hello to Tom. What's up, Tom? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? Good. I need uh, two of these four, Jeff. Uh, Antonio Brown, Corey Davis, Tim Patrick, or with a flex with Mike Davis. Two of the four in one PPR. So 
I would, at this point, with uh, K.J. Hamler out, I feel good about using Tim Patrick. And then I would use Antonio Brown, Tom. I think the opportunity for the Bucks to put up a lot of points, and especially now without Gronk, I think, you know, Godwin, Evans, Brown, all three have the possibility of going off. And I think you're probably a pretty safe bet for two of the three to have pretty good games. The question is which two. I cannot tell you definitively, but I think you kind of want to be in on the opportunity. So I'd use Antonio Brown of those guys. Let's try Jason, who's up north. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Miller. What's up? I have a quick question. Um, I need two of these four. I'm in a, I'm in a tight position because I'm one of those owners that have uh, that has McCaffrey. Okay. But because of that, I have no choice but to play Miles Sanders and Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. But the real question comes into my flex position where I have Singletary or Peyton Barber. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I know we saw you know Zach Moss kind of reassert himself again finally the last couple of weeks and become an option for the Bills that maybe we thought Singletary was taking over a little bit. But it's not like Singletary's been eliminated from the game plan with Peyton Barber. The problem is you know it as well as I do. If Josh Jacobs is a full go, like Peyton Barber very likely will, you know, he he may be lucky to see two or three carries. And honestly, I think catching the ball is completely out of the mix if Josh Jacobs is back tomorrow. So, you know, without having Jacobs, Jason, to turn to Barber, I, I think you have to use Singletary because I'm, you know, Barber very likely could be giving you a goose egg tomorrow night. I, I also got Hollywood Brown if that, if that would be, if that would be helpful. So, you know what? It would. I would use Brown, Jason, over both those guys. I think him putting up, you know, catching, even though, listen, he dropped a potential three, at least two touchdowns and another long, big play last week. So it's certainly frustrating, but you would hope that a guy who has shown you the ability, it's not like drops have plagued him throughout his entire career. Maybe it was just, you know, a one-week bugaboo. I hope he's got a little bit more concentration going on. And he is honestly the best target for Lamar Jackson, who will be starting. He practiced in full on Friday. He will be starting for the Ravens. So I think Marquise Brown is definitely the guy to use this week. Patrick Bateman also finally will be active for the Ravens, but he's a rookie, and I think you uh, think Marquise Brown is the guy who will see more targets this week as long as he hangs onto the ball. There's an opportunity for some big plays. Let's uh, head on out to Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and say good Sunday morning today. What's up, Davo? Morning, Jeff. How are you today? Very well. I got a quarterback question here. Uh, I got into the quarterback uh, uh, pickups early or late in the draft, so I got stuck with Tannehill and Bridgewater. And I think Henry's going to run the ball today a lot. Would you go off the board and possibly pick up Garoppolo or Heineke today and play one of them instead of those two? Interesting. So yeah, I, I, I under like I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to use Tannehill today if I can avoid it because I without you know. I mentioned Nick Westbrook, Akine being an option for you, but that definitely hinders Tannehill's upside. <sighs> Jimmy G is somebody who scares me a little bit. He's so inconsistent. He can certainly give you some big weeks from time to time, but I'd be a little apprehensive to use him. I think, Dave, I would use Teddy Bridgewater um, and Taylor Heineke. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to use him at this point until I, and unless you're absolutely desperate. The other guys, I think, offer more upside. So, I understand like Bron- the Broncos seem like they're in a situation where you know they're going to be running the ball, leaning on them heavily, but Bridgewater's been fairly... I think he's probably your safest play, Dave. All right. Thanks, All right. Jeff. Good luck, Have man. Have a nice weekend. Let's try Chris, who's out in Burbank. Hey, Chris, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. 
Good man. How you doing, man? Love your show, by the way. You've helped me on so many occasions. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. That. So I have a quick question. I'm actually in a bit of a bubble here. I have a team decimated by injuries. I have McCaffrey out, AJ Brown out. I also brought Gronk this week. So I'm pretty slim. Um, for my flex, should I go with McCaffrey's backup Hubbard, or should I go with Miles Gaskin? Yeah, you know so what? I also have Sermon, but I don't really trust him. So yeah, no, you're good call. I don't trust him either, Chris. And at this point, I'm going to go ahead and roll with Chuba Hubbard. The okay. the Miles Gaskin, I have not been you know overly impressed with what he's done with uh, Jacoby Brissett out there. You know, it's it's the whole offense is a bit limited. Yeah. Even though I, you know what I, I say that, but also they looked a little bit better at times last week than they did with Tua. So maybe it's maybe there is some actual potential for Gaskin to get back closer to what he was last season. But no, no, no. I definitely use Hubbard because you saw last week he he saw the most touches once yeah. once uh, McCaffrey left the game last week, and I think he's going to catch quite a few passes. So in the PPR format. Chris, I think you're probably pretty safe with Hubbard. If you think back, remember to Mike Davis taking over from McCaffrey last year. He offered up close to 80% of what you would expect from McCaffrey most weeks. Now, he's certainly not as explosive. Hubbard might actually have, you know, the big playability more so than what Mike Davis had last year. But I think you're probably going to see close to 20 touches from Hubbard. So I think that's where you rely on uh, your starting option this week over Miles Gaskin, Chris. All right. That uh, leaves the line open for you, 312-332-3776. We will continue to take your fantasy football dilemmas here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Little ACDC to get you going in the morning there. Uh, gives me the opportunity to remind you, of course, that uh, we are your home of the AL Central Division champion White Sox. The Sox will be taking on the Houston Astros beginning Thursday uh, as they head out to Houston. That uh, was secured yesterday. So we have ourselves a rematch of the 2005 World Series. How about that for the uh, AL opening divisional round? So we're your home for that. And, of course, all of the uh, MLB playoffs. So make sure you have it locked here for all your baseball action. And, of course, the White Sox will wrap up the season today, later on today. I believe pregame starts at 1.30 with Connor McKnight for the regular season finale. So uh, make sure you have it locked for all your Sox coverage through the postseason here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks, of course. 312-332-3776. Full phone lines. I always encourage you, if you want to have your your uh, question answered, try and get in early because they do fill up quickly. Head on out to East Chicago and say good morning to TJ. Hey, TJ. What's up, guys? How's What's up? What's up? Okay. My starting running backs are Nick Chubb Mike Davis. And my flex question is going to be Miles Gaskin, mm-hmm. Damian Harris, Zach Moss, Tim Patrick. Or should I change one of my starters with one of my bench guys? Yeah, so uh, I think you're right with your starting running backs. And for me, it just comes down to Tim Patrick versus T- Damian Harris. And I laid it out earlier. I'm a yeah, little, I'm, con- I'm concerned. I'm concerned, TJ, about. 
Damian Harris, you know, and the Patriots' ability to run on the Bucks today. So I would go ahead and use Tim Patrick. Uh, Even though Zach Moss scored two touchdowns the last two games? He did, but, like, you know, it's one of those scenarios where I don't like starting Buffalo Bills running backs. Here's why. Josh Allen is just as big a goal line threat when they get down there as anybody, whether it's Moss or Singletary. So I'm always concerned that Josh Allen could very well steal any touchdowns that they have in close. So, you know, yeah, you're right. He okay. got he got the two last week, but that doesn't mean he's a lock for another one or another two this week. It's one of those situations where until I see that kind of play out, I'm still concerned that Josh yeah. Allen's going to be their their real goal line threat when they get down there because they like to spread it out and then he can just either toss it in or take off running. They're all options. So exactly. I, that's the one problem is I don't love starting someone who I think, you know, his upside is capped and someone like Zach Moss, who's not only in a, a split backfield situation with Singletary, but he's also got Josh Allen lurking. So I I personally, yeah. I, I just, you know, I try and avoid using Buffalo Bills running back. So I would use TJ Tim Patrick this week, especially in that PPR format. I think he's good for five or six catches and possibly more. Let's go on out to Homewood and our man Carl, who's in that deep, deep 16-team league. I can never, Carl, you're the one who every week you challenge me because I know when we get in those, those deep leagues, it becomes more and more difficult. Oh, man, I tell you what. Hey, Tyler, hello. Jeff, hello. As I always say, you guys are the best. You oh, really thanks, are. Carl. We and, appreciate and it. Now, that service out of Cincinnati, I won't give them a free plug. They have my lineup as such. They have uh, Chubba Hubbard, Pollard, Deontay Harris, Green, Royce Freeman, and Dylan. I have two flexes, but I went out and picked up J.J. Taylor, Nick Westbrook, Ekine, mm-hmm. and I've got Van Jefferson, and I'm and I'm hoping that Marlon Mack gets traded, so I picked him up. <laughs> sure. Uh, my two receivers are Jarvis Landry and Higgins, so they're out, mm-hmm. and Mitchell's hurt, so whew, so I've got to figure out what, who are my best two receivers, and do I put a do I leave Dylan in, or do I just, you know, so I'm kind of confused. <laughs> All right, got- so we got to pare this down a little, Kyle. You threw a lot of names at me, so give me yeah. a little more, you know, try, what's, uh, what are we working with here? What, what wide receivers are we trying to? Well, we got A.J. Green, mm-hmm. Harris, Westbrook, Eukine, mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, and and that's it. Those guys. So you need two of those guys? Two of those guys, So yeah. I would, I think at this point I would def- definitely use – Westbrook Akine, because I think he's going to be the guy who sees the most targets, and you know, in the PPR format, that in itself is just valuable enough. And yeah, I'd probably roll with I'd probably roll with AJ Green too. Um, okay, you know, I think Jalen Ramsey is likely to follow DeAndre Hopkins a lot this right. week, and I think that yeah. presents plenty of opportunity for both Kirk Green and to a lesser extent Ronald Moore. So I like uh, Green and Akine of those okay. options. What about what about one flex? Should I throw? Uh, should I leave Dylan in, or should I put Taylor in, or put a put uh, Van Jefferson in? Yeah, you I know, think- I'd pro- I lean towards boy. I, I you know this is you know now we're getting down to like the nitty gritty of just who's going to have you know one or two potential. I I think I lean towards AJ. I'm sorry, Van Jefferson, not AJ yeah. Dylan, because right now yeah. you know AJ Dylan. You know, I, 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 it feels like in a scenario like that, you're crossing your fingers and hoping he goes in for like a goal line plunge, right? Right. right? right and right, sure, that's right, a possibility, right. but they still use Aaron Jones near the goal line as well. So yeah. I think I'd probably use Van Jefferson, admitting, though, that, you know, this is a situation where this is pure gambling, Carl. I don't think any of those yeah. guys you gave us, you know, you can say definitively are 
banks for more than one or two touches. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. I think this I, is my chance for a win. I hear this you. Week, I get all this stuff. And I get bye weeks, man. So you guys have helped oh, me get back and win out. Yes. So no. We'll so see. I yeah, I think I lean towards Van Jefferson. And uh, thanks for calling as as always, Carl. Do appreciate it. But um, you know, at that point, I will admit, like I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that he, you know, he he gets a long catch in in that offense for the Rams. That's probably more so what I'm banking on than anything. Because at that point, the rest of the guys you're giving me, um, you know, guys who don't get much more than you know 15 to 20 snaps per game. So that's uh, that's a tough one, Carl. Good luck though. Let's try Don, who's in Warrenville. Hey, Don. Hey, how are you, Jeff? Uh, my wife and I really appreciate your advice every week. Oh, thanks, um, man. Tell your wife uh, and you as well. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, she she's a vicious player too. She, <laughs> she's she's good. Um, anyway, I, I need a flex and a PPR, mm-hmm. and I have three wide receivers I'm considering: uh, Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, or Brandon Ayuk. And I I know you already spoke about him, but. Yeah, so so um, for at this point, I'm completely relegating Robbie Anderson to the bench until we see a little more from him. I don't know what's going on, but he has been, you know, written out of the uh, Panthers' offense. It seems so far this year, and has had a couple of drops as well. So that doesn't help the situation. So for me, I would Don. I think I would finally be okay using Henry Ruggs. I do like you know in the PPR format. I will say that definitely shifts a little more towards Ayuk, but. The 49ers have had 12 passing touchdowns so far this season, and they've everyone has gone to a different player. So it you know I it doesn't seem like you know they're in any real hurry of consolidating the offense for someone like Ayuk. And Henry Ruggs looked about as good as I've seen him in an NFL game last week. So I think that's encouraging, and he has that big play, play opportunity as well, our ability. So I think I would use Ruggs over Ayuk this week, Dan. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks. No problem. Don drops off, leaves the line open for you again. 312-332-3776. Let's try Jerry, who's in Chesterton. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, I have question, two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you drop Jamal Williams from Detroit and pick up Carter from uh, the Jets? <sighs> that is tough. And I'll say this, Jerry. I think Michael Carter has the opportunity and I've seen him in, you know, in leagues that are a little bit more shallow, like you're talking to your 10-team leagues, maybe even 12 with smaller yeah, rosters. Yeah, Yeah, but he's, so he has been floating around there. It's tough because I think the question you have to ask yourself, Jerry, uh, you know, is Michael Carter is definitely somebody who I'm interested in. And if I don't need to count on him anytime soon, then yes, I'd rather have Carter for the season because I think there's more of an opportunity as we come down the season, you know, maybe Zach Wilson gets a little more comfortable and the Jets aren't getting blown out so quickly in some of these games. I think yeah. there's the opportunity for Carter to become a bit of a featured back. Whereas Jamal Williams, you know, unless it, first of all, it already seems like it's shifting a little more in DeAndre Shift, uh, Swift's favor. And so, yeah. you know, Jamal Williams, he's, he's going to get 10 to 12 touches. And, you know, he's not even, you know, their goal line back. Swift got a couple cracks last week at the goal line last week. Now he didn't convert, but it's not like Jamal Williams is an automatic when they get near the goal line either. They're kind of in a a bit of a rotation with Swift seeing more of that action. So I... I at, like I at like the time. That's why I picked him up because Swift gets hurt a lot too. I he he does, and so I can't predict whether or not Swift's going to end up getting hurt this year. Or if, this year, if he's going to finally be able to stay healthy for the season, but yeah. I, I like your philosophy. I think the question is, do you want like I think Carter? The path for him being a featured back is a little more clearer than it is. Williams is basically just 
will Swift get injured? Because if Swift get injured, gets injured, then sure, Jamal Williams is going to be you know the feature back. But even then, exactly. it's not like Jamal Williams is so explosive that he would be a lock to start for you. So I think Michael Carter is has the more upside, and that's why I personally would probably prefer to have him. But again, if you just need somebody who you feel comfortable to get you those, whatever, 8 to 10 points, then that's where I'd say, all right, if I need that guy on my roster, especially as bye weeks are going to start next week, then maybe I start considering Jamal Williams over Michael Carter in that situation. Let's try, let's go ahead and try, let's go to Eric who's in Arlington Heights. What's up, E? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks um, for making it. I got. Uh, I need a wide receiver and a tight end. Um, should I go with Michael Pittman or Hunter Renfro? And then Kyle Pitts or Pat Faramee? All right, so I'm still going to roll with Kyle Pitts right now. Uh, even I'm hoping at some point that the Falcons offense gets it together under Arthur Smith. So it feels like they're going to have to start to do things a little bit more differently. To, to just get off what they've been doing. You know, I think they have a little more talent out there. So I'm still using Pitts right now. And then, okay. you know, I, um, and then it comes down to, and then Pittman or Renfro, and you said it's it's a standard scoring league, right? Not a PPR? Correct. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and use Pittman over Renfro. If it were PPR, I would say go ahead and use Renfro. But if you're not getting points per reception, then I would go ahead and use Pittman because um, Renfro not nearly as valuable in standard scoring leagues. This is the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. 312-332-3776. Last chance to get in before we wrap things up at 9 here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Fast and furious here as we wrap things up on the Fantasy Football Show. Another 10 minutes to go before we take a brief interlude. And Dion Miller and I will be back at 10 a.m. for a Bears-Lions preview for you. So make sure you're here with us for that as well. Let's go on out to, let's try Freddie, who's in Woodridge. Hey, Fred, what's up? Hey, good morning, Jeff. How are you, sir? Excellent. Good, good. Quick question. I got Josh Jacobs, so I know the uh, the possibility of him not playing so my options are i can drop ronald jones and pick up peyton barber or go to third wide receiver and the options there are from detroit sepsis if i'm pronouncing that right Cephas, uh, Henry Cephas, Ruggs, yes yes or um brandon cooks all right so fred i think i would definitely go ahead and snag barber for ronald jones because at this point i i, I want barber showed you that if he gets the opportunity to run behind you know, that offensive line and John Gruden's play calling, he can be productive. So I think you should definitely go ahead and snag Barber because Ronald Jones at this point, I don't think there's going to be a time too soon where you'd feel good starting him or using him. So I would definitely go ahead and snag Barber because in case of the re-injury for Jacobs, you'd want to have him on your on a, as, a, as a bench option. So then it, for Jacobs, uh, you know, I'm intrigued by using Cooks. Now, I'm not going to use Cephas. Uh, and Ruggs, you know, it's that same game. So you really, again, big play situation. He could make your week. I think I personally, though, if Jacob starts Fred, I would use him tomorrow night. And if he does not, and even though I like having Barber on your bench, eh, 
the Chargers, you've been able to run all over them this year. So I guess I'm intrigued by Ruggs as the possibility to go to turn to, but I think I would actually still use Barb or Fred if it were me, if Jacobs is ruled out tomorrow before game time. Makes perfect sense. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, Fred. Uh, again, 312-332-3776. Not sure I'm going to be able to get you in now if you call. But again, a reminder, give us a call early in the show on Sunday mornings and we'll try and uh, get you in because plenty of people now lining up very early before the show even starts. So make sure you're one of those folks and we'll get you in before the show wraps up. Scott is in Maryville. Hey, Scott, what do you got? Well, I was going to switch my question. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Recently. Whatever you okay. want. Yeah, I just because you talked about two of them. I have Hollywood Brown and Christian Kirk. The only reason I asked that is because with Hopkins being a decoy, sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how good he is if he's still injured. Yep. Is Kirk going to produce today, maybe? I, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, I think. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm with you, Scott. Is it is it is it a PPR or standard? Yeah, I'm sorry. It is a PPR. Okay, so in a PPR, yes, that, that makes a big difference for me um, in Marquise Brown versus Kirk. I would personally use Kirk, I think, you know, as I mentioned, I think Ramsey's probably going to be shadowing for the most part Hopkins, and even yeah. when he, even when he's not a Hopkins, you know, AJ Green oftentimes will run on the outside. So I think Ramsey will be you know up against Green and Hopkins for the most part, which opens up plenty of opportunities for Kirk. And in the PPR scoring format, I like that option for him. So I would use Kirk because again, Marquise Brown, you know, he's not going to see the number of targets in that uh, Ravens. Offense. Plus, they got that Denver air. You know what I mean? That's the one little odd thing that kind of makes me think as a sprinter, as a guy who's just going deep a lot. Uh, uh, it's a fair point. I, listen, I, as somebody who spends a lot of time in Colorado, I will. You're, it's no joke. The altitude definitely yeah, messes with that. you. So that's a fair point, Scott. I think the bigger thing, though, is just the fact that the targets um, are going to – I anticipate Kirk seeing more of a target share and PPR scoring. You kind of want to lean towards the guys who are – likely to see more catches over the guys who are more boom or bust. Let's try Jeremy, who's in Lake Zurich. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, I got Cordero Patterson, Javante Williams, Jamal Williams, and Madison. I'm trying to get, and Mooney. I'm trying to get three of the five, two running backs and a flex. Um, all right, so I'm going to say let's, You got. I think you got to leave Madison on the bench because right now Delvin Cook is expected to play. Now, if we get word, you know, at game time that he's not going to go, then go ahead, then completely changes everything. Go ahead and use Madison. But as long as Cook is playing, even though Madison's probably going to see more than he usually does, I just hate to grab a guy who's like a second back in that situation. I think you got to go Javante, Jamal, and Patterson, Jeremy, because um, I cannot recommend using anybody in the Bears offense right now outside of David, outside of David Montgomery, you know, because of, but even still, that's a little bit dicey right now at this, at this juncture. Cool. Got it. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Let's go on out to Manny in Wicker Park. Hey, man. Hey, good morning. Um, so my question, I have two problems. I'm wondering if I should start David Montgomery over Henderson Jr. Mm-hmm. And then I have a problem with the tight end position. I have Gronk, who's out. Okay. And I'm debating if I should use Tyler Conklin mm-hmm. over uh, Cameron Bray. All right, Manny. So I would go ahead and use Daryl Henderson Jr. over Montgomery. As I just mentioned, I, you know, don't like the Bears offense right now. Need to see a little bit more. Henderson is expected to be bad. Boy, you know what? Okay. He's also questionable, though. Yeah. Who? Henderson? Yeah. No, yeah. But Schefter already said uh, this morning that they're expect, uh, Sean McVay expects him to play. So I think you're probably safe. But as I'm talking about it and saying it out loud, I realize 
that, truth be told, Manny, I personally, if it were my lineup, I would still use Montgomery over Henderson. So, like, the, the analyst in me with my cap on says Henderson all the way. But if it was my lineup, I would have a hard time not using Montgomery against the Lions. So I think I'm going to advise you to go ahead and use Montgomery and, and go against, you know, what the analytics in me say, having Henderson. Because Sony Michelle, even though Henderson was the lead back, back when he was healthy in weeks one and two, the problem is Sony Michelle now finally has a handle on the playbook. And I think it's closer it's, it's going to be closer to a split backfield than the first couple weeks now that Sony Michelle has finally ingratiated himself. He had 20 carries last week. I'm not saying Henderson's not better, but I think it's going to be a bit more of a split backfield. So I would go ahead okay. and use uh, Montgomery. And then for the tight end, go ahead and use Ty Conklin over Cam Brait this week, Manny. All right, that does it for us. Don't forget, I'll be back at 10 a.m. with Dion Miller. If you're on hold, don't worry. I'll get you off the air, but we couldn't get you on. So thanks for making time and uh, starting your Sunday morning with me here on the Fantasy Football Show. Back next week and every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. So make sure you go ahead and uh, make sure that you make it your your uh, listening habit, right? All right, this is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks. I am Jeff Mellon. Again, back at 10 a.m. with Dion Miller here on ESPN 1000.